Hey, what does it mean to be a responsible Christian prepper? Hey, I'm Todd with Ready Your Future, and this is another Bible devotional with a preparedness application. So responsibility is something that when you look at our world, no one wants to take really as as important anymore. And so as we look at this situation, as we look at this issue, before we look at the Christian prepper, let's just look at the Christian and the responsibility. We've been looking at the life of Abraham, and really at this time his name is still Abram and his wife Sarai. And uh, we've we've been looking at what the Lord, how the Lord uses Abraham and the things that he's been going through. You know, the things that he he goes through are the things that we go through as well, and we can definitely learn from him. So let's go ahead and jump into uh, the book of Genesis. We're going to be looking at chapter 16, and we're only going to be looking at six verses this time. So let's go ahead and do that, looking at the New American Standard Bible version. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, And she had an Egyptian maid whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, Now behold, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I will obtain children through her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. After Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, Abram's wife Sarai took Hagar, the Egyptian, her maid, and gave her to her husband Abram as his wife. He went into Hagar, and she conceived And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her sight. And Sarai said to Abram, May the wrong done me be upon you. I gave my maid into your arms, but when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her sight. May the Lord judge between you and me. But Abram said to Sarai, Behold, your maid is in your power. Do to to her whatever is good in your sight. So Sarai treated her harshly, and she fled from her presence. All right, so let's look at this one here uh, you know, a little bit more closely. So one of the practices that would happen in the ancient world if a, you know, a wife could not have kids is they would allow their maid to kind of be a surrogate, right? And so it's like kind of stand in and whatever child was born, that would kind of be their child. And that was one of the things, this is what, what uh, Sarai and Abraham were doing. I mean, they're already at this time, they're already up in age. I mean, they're not, they're not young chicks here. And so, you know, Sarai realizes, you know, Abraham probably wants, wants a child, you know? And so he says, let's go ahead and, and, and do this. I'm going to give you Hagar, my, my maid. And so Abram go, he, he goes ahead and he, you know, he has a, he has an evening with her. She conceives and Hagar at that time, when she realizes like, hey, I can conceive, I'm a maid, but I can conceive, she starts to look down on Sarai. And Sarai looks at it and it's like she gets upset and she goes to Abram. Instead of like, okay, this is my doing. I told Abram that he should do this. He goes to Abram and she goes to Abram and says, hey, you know, the Lord judge between me and you. Look what you have done. You know, she despises me. And Abram is like, hey, she's your maid. Do whatever you want to do, you know. So Sarai starts treating her very harshly. So let's look at this in this responsibility here. We know that Abram was told by God in the previous chapter, in chapter 15 of Genesis, that he was going to have a child. Because God comes to him and says, hey, Abram, I'm going to bless you. And he's like, God, what can you do, right? If you if you don't remember this one, go back and, and, and check out the last episode. He goes, God, what, what can you do? You know, how much more can you bless me? Because when I die, my, you know, somebody who is not even my, 
my, you know, my, my own flesh and blood, someone who was born in my household will wind up getting all my wealth and stuff like that. So, I mean, what's it, what's it even matter? And God comes back, no, 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 you are going to have a son. His son is going to come from you, from your own body, right? It's going to be your own flesh and blood. So here's the deal. A lot of us would take that and hold on to that. And we begin to kind of pick it apart. Okay, God said that I'm going to have a child. So he said me. He really wasn't talking about Sarai. He wasn't talking about, you know, he didn't say you and Sarai. He said it's going to come from you. So he started picking it apart. And so when, you know, Hagar comes on the scene and Sarai says, hey, you can go ahead and have my maid then it it's kind of seemed like, okay, maybe this is God doing this here. Maybe this is God saying, hey, go ahead and, and have a child through Hagar, you know? And, and that way, that's how you're going to have a male son and, and it's going to come from you and, and it'll be your descendant, your heir. And, and I'm going to, you know, make the, your descendants like, you know, the sand and the sea and all that good stuff. But here's your Christian responsibility. We need to make sure that we don't take what God says and begin to plug in our own opinions and our own thoughts there. God, you know, Abraham had this relationship with God where God would speak to him and God would share things. And so the thing that he probably should have done is gone back to gone back to God and say, God, is this the way that I need to proceed? Is this the way that I need to do things? And God would have said, no, no, no. Your, your child is going to come from you and from Sarai. So what winds up happening is because Abram takes things into his own hands. The other thing here is that Sarai, you know, she comes back and she says, it's almost like you can say, you know, Sarai was like dogging him here, but it really wasn't his fault because she's the one who gave him the idea. She's the one who said, here, take my maid Hagar. But really, as the man, he should have said, no, that's not the way God wants to do things. God was speaking to Abram. Later on, he does address Sarai and says, you know, hey, why was, you know, at one point, and we'll, we'll get to that, you know, eventually. But, uh, you know, the, the angel of the Lord, God shows up, right, and, and, and says, hey, you're going to have a son. And with your wife, Sarai, Sarai's laughing. And, he, and, and you know, God says, you know, why, did, why did Sarai laugh over there? You know, why, why, why did she laugh? And she's like, she starts to, de- to, de- to deny it, right? So the thing here is that it really was his responsibility to say, no, I need to make sure that this thing that we're about to do is God. Because what winds up happening is he has Ishmael. And because of that, God is true to his word, God, God said your descendants are going to be like the sand of the sea. But Ishmael is the descendant. He is the father of the Arab nation, right? Where Isaac is the descendant of the Jewish nation. And so you have the Jews and the Arabs that are at odds all these all this time. Where we see that in, in the book of Genesis, and eventually we'll get to that too, where there's odds between Ishmael and, and, and Isaac. And so because Abram took it upon himself... And he didn't. He didn't pay attention. He didn't. He didn't go to God and didn't get clarity from God. Then he winds up having this Ishmael where there's problems even today in today's day and age. You know, the Jews and the Arabs have problems because of this one thing that Abraham did years and years and years ago. So on this side of the resurrection, on this side of the cross and the resurrection. We go to God by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit guides us and leads us. And for believers, knowing the word of God 
and being led by the Holy Spirit would be the way that we are responsible to be able to know God's will, to be able to proceed. How many times do we, you know, we have a job offer? How many times do we, you know, we're going we're gonna to move to another city? How many times do we have this great opportunity and we just jump on it and then for whatever reason, it doesn't turn out to be the great opportunity that we thought it was? As believers, we should go to, go to God in prayer, knowing his word, being led by the Holy Spirit, being in prayer to be able to say, God, I have this great opportunity, but I want to know if it's you or not. I want to know if this is something that I need to, uh, you know, to, that I need to move on. That is the Christian's responsibility, is to hear from God and to know from God. And that takes time and skill to develop, to be able to discern, the, you know, the way that God is leading you and guiding you. And so that's that's important. And so it's not like a, a skill, like you can go learn how to build a fire and stuff like that. But it is something that as you begin to practice it, you begin to identify the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life. So, and, and sometimes it's, it's just like a, a feeling that you have on the inside. It's a confirmation, but you know that it is God. And there's been many times in my life where I had to make big decisions and I wanted to wait. My wife and I, we know because we know we know the story. It's like, hey, we got we to gotta wait and we got to make sure that it is God. Because there was plenty of times where we, we could have made really bad, stupid mistakes if we would have just jumped on an opportunity or just jumped on something that we thought was good. You know, some of the, the blessings that I have today are because I, I, I paid attention and listened to the Holy Spirit, right? And my wife and I, we would go to God in prayer. So what is the preparedness application to this? As Christian preppers, we need to do the very same thing. A lot of the times we, we look at preparedness because I know that I've, I've been, uh, you know, th- this has kind of been my view sometimes as well. It's like I look at preparedness and it's like, okay, what do I need to do to be prepared? And I take God out of the equation. I take the Holy Spirit out of the equation. I take prayer out of the equation. I, t- I do all of that. And it's kind of like I, I go in, okay, I, I, I read an article. I watched a video. I listened to a podcast that said that I need this, this, and this. So let me go out and, and do this. And that might not be the way that God wants me to proceed. You know, one of the things that you always hear in the preparedness community is, is uh, people who prepare. It's like, hey, my family, when, they're, when they get ready to, you know, when, when the poop hits the fan, they're not coming over my house. Because that's not, you know, that's not, um, because I've been telling them to prepare and they haven't prepared. And so when the poop hits the fan, they're not going to eat my food, right? As a Christian prepper, that doesn't align with the things of God. So as a Christian prepper, that's not something that, you know, and I completely understand where people are. And I know I there's people that I tell that they need to prepare and, and family members and all that kind of stuff. It's like, hey, you need to prepare. You need, it's not really hard to put back some food. Hey, don't go on that vacation, right? Instead of going on that vacation where you go and you, and you spend all this money, spend a little bit of time this, this summer, this year, take that money and put it into some food preps and put it into some preps. And they don't always listen. But as a Christian and as a believer, I can't can't necessarily turn my back on them that wouldn't be the Christian way now I have a responsibility to take care of my family my immediate family first but I also need to listen to the Holy Spirit I need to listen I need to know the Word of God I need to be in prayer at all times you don't separate your Christianity and your preparedness 
And that's very important. The Christian prepper is on a whole different level of preparedness when it comes to that. So it's really important that Christian preppers get this. You need to be responsible in that to hear from God, to discern the, the, the voice of God, and to know where God wants you to go with all of that. All right. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this one. Let me go ahead and pray for you. Father, I pray for my preparedness friends, and I pray, Lord, that as they seek to do your will, and they seek to do your will in preparedness, that they would seek your face, that they would be discerning in the way that they would need to go, and maybe the, the preps that they need to buy, and the things that they need to store, and they, that they would listen to you, Lord, and they would be responsible in that fact, that they wouldn't just go off of what uh, you know everybody in the preparedness community says, that we're, we, we do things on a different level. So I pray that they would hear your voice, that they would be led by the Holy Spirit, that they would uh, read your word and, and know your word and know your truth and be able to, to go off of that, Lord. So I thank you and I give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, listen, uh, if you want to grow in your faith, then I have some links for you in the description that will help you, uh, you know, read the Bible a lot easier. That will, you know, help you to pray a little bit easier with links to videos on how to do it and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I have that in the description if you want to grow in your faith. Hey, listen, thanks so much for watching this one. Thanks so much for being a part of this episode. And we will catch you on the next one. God bless you. Peace.